0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Christmas Palace Women Show, brought to you, as always, by Eagle Eye View. It's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. And, Phil, the big question, can you hear me? Are you there? I am, and I can.
1: Thank you. And, uh, yeah, how are you, Mike? Good to speak to you again.
0: I'm not bad, thank you. Not bad. We're last couple of days of the holiday uh, storms we've got the tail end of a storm this evening so <laughs> if i cut off at any point it's because our lodge is blown off the side of the cliff that
1: <laughs> oh dear yeah there's a storm going around isn't there is it what's it called agnes or something i don't know but it's something like that isn't it storm something yeah um you're not on the west side of the country though are you because i think it's more no no we're, we're down
0: we're, we're the middle of the south we couldn't be basically south right. obviously the Isle of Wight so I literally uh-huh. I can see the Isle of Wight if I step out of my lodge yeah so uh, but we've had we had we had like glorious sun for two days in Legoland at the start of the holiday and then we got down here and had four days of uh, longest storm I've ever experienced in my life <laughs> and then torrential rain and high winds but we've had good weather since oh so good <laughs>
1: well,
0: but good. yeah but, uh, how are you sir
1: I'm good yeah I'm very good yeah yeah Um, really sort <laughs> of you know quite shocked and devastated by Maddie Cusack news. I mean, obviously it's impacted on us and we, uh, with our game as well, but nothing compared to what they're all going through. So, yeah, it's really, um, I felt, yeah, quite devastated by it, really. I mean, it's quite odd, isn't it, when you when something happens that you don't even know the person at all, and um, but you still be affected by something. I suppose it's that sort of football family thing, isn't it? We're also, you know, we're all in it it could, you know, we're all in it, and we all, all. I just found it really, really, really difficult, really to understand. But yeah, I feel very, you know, very sad about it, really. But yeah, yeah. Other than that, good, thanks. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I was gonna. Obviously, didn't get me WhatsApp. Um, I was gonna go into that formally, but I'll, as you've mentioned it, I mention it now. Um. So for those who who don't know, I'd imagine um everyone who's listening to this will do by now. Um, but the uh, the women's footballing world was rocked last week by the tragic news of the passing of Sheffield United's Maddie at uh, only 27 years old. Um, as you say, Phil, it's it's weird, and, you know. We've we don't know. Uh, we, we've never seen a play for us, um, so there's no connections in that sense. But obviously, any any loss of life is is a, is a tragic moment. Um, but you do kind of feel it more. Well, I, think, I suppose we're such a community feeling about it all. Um, it, it does kind of knock you a bit more, and and the fact is as well as we know, at least a couple of our players would have played with her at Sheffield, um, and the likelihood is simply that others would have known her at, at some, you know. Um, so obviously our, our our thoughts and prayers go out to to Maddie's family and her friends. Obviously everyone at Sheffield United, um, and everyone who um, who knows her, and obviously with those of us at Palace. As well, um, and the connections they would have. And as you say, Phil, it, it is uh, a somber moment, isn't it? Um, where we all need to realise that we need to, you know, um, embrace what we have and who we have and, um, and not take it for granted, really
1: yeah and i think women's football is slightly different you know i think it's a, we're quite we're quite close to a lot of supporters of other clubs aren't we it's slightly different to men's football i think you know because it's i don't know it's just it's there's a different group of people that, are in, that seem to be um going to watch women's football and interested in women's football and there's definitely a closeness and there's not although there's a great there's great passion um and there's you know some rivalry of course we've got some rivalry with Durham that we've been enjoying recently um but um I just think that yeah I I think there's that it's slightly different with women's football and I think that we all feel quite close to um the community really and obviously you know really really shocking news and very very sad and really yeah my thoughts are definitely with everyone at Sheffield United and, and anyone who's Who's, who's, who knows and has been friends with, played with, played against Maddie. I mean, it's just such a shock. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it it puts everything into perspective. Of all, you know, I mean, we we get we get we get sad news like this coming through occasionally about a wide range of things. You know, the world's obviously a very volatile place, not just not just women's football, but everywhere. And it's and you know you you get you can read the news and you can and it could affect you, but. I just think this was quite close to us. I think we're very close to women's football, aren't we? And um, and 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 that sort of uh, community that we we built with fans of other clubs, and it's it's just really sad. And I and and I'm and I am actually quite pleased that the game's off this week. I mean, I just thought that it was too quick. I mean, I've been saying, as you know, Mike, I've been saying for the last week or so that i um, will be very very surprised if it's on um, our game because. That you know, it's, it, it, this this is somebody that they. She's been there for six years at Sheffield United. She worked for the club, and she's a really popular person, well known person in Sheffield United. And it it would be a massive effect. And I and I'm I haven't heard any details of the funeral, but I, I've always thought that you the funeral, some sort of it's not closure, but it's some sort of closure. Um, uh, to be able to say goodbye properly in, in that formal sort of setting and, and I've always thought that any football should be after the funeral um. so I'm not surprised and I'm actually quite pleased that they've decided to call the game off really, I think some things are more important Yeah,
0: Yeah. for those who uh, aren't aware um, as as Phil's mentioned we, we were actually due to play uh, Sheffield United this, uh, this Saturday it would have been at the VBS um, but as 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 mentioned, and and rightly so, the game has been postponed. Um, As you say, Phil, yeah, I know you've been saying it. Obviously, we wondered, didn't we, because the announcement hadn't come yet um, and we were advertising the game as of Monday. Um, So we did wonder a little bit, but I know you said from the start, you you fully believed it would be off. And and yeah, you're right, it's the right thing to do, um, 100%. I mean, I'd imagine, I don't know how many they've got, but some of their players, whether they'd have been away in international duty, Something like that. So they've... I don't know, obviously, those who are at the club would have would have been away for a few days, but there might be a couple who they have not even been able to be part of the unit again yet, if you know what I mean, to, to kind of um, process it all together. So uh, yeah. definitely the right move. Um, I know if we had gone ahead, um, we would have done some kind of tribute. Um, but, yeah, I think, as you say, it's the right decision. It's There's, there's a time for football and I think sometimes... Its stuff like this, you need you get to that point anyway actually sometimes you need that distraction, don't you, something to occupy yourself other than um that moment, but I think you know, as you say it's it's get you know you're right about it is a form of closure um having a funeral um, and as I say, you know I just it's not just more we can say really, but other than just obviously um our thoughts of everyone there and um as said, as you say it's, it's it's a different community in the women's game and um you know it's moment yeah it's moments like this where i think you kind of you get you get that vibe completely
1: yeah and as you mentioned earlier you know we know that fran and um lucy watson will 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 be uh, very familiar and friendly with um with with maddie and so you know even even though fran's not been playing for us lucy has been part of our squad and training I I believe um recently and you know it's it, it, it would affect them as well and especially with Lucy being so young and starting a, a professional career at Sheffield United you know she would have probably relied on the experience of Maddie you know quite quite a lot so i think um yeah for lots of reasons it's i think it's the right thing to do and um yeah you know i just hope um you know there is some sort of um uh not closure but um an opportunity for people to sort of say goodbye and and you know and and mark their respects um at that funeral in, in the right way and then hopefully then um you know um everyone can then uh move on as much as they possibly can in the circumstances but i you know it's going to take some people longer than others i mean there's people there who will be who 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 would have known her a long time and uh and yeah so it's very sad and um you know i just think um i think sheffield united have they put out a a wonderful tribute video because they were talking to maddie about signing a new contract in the summer um, and she worked in the in the in the, in the club as well. Um, and I just think that um, it was a really nice tribute where they've um, put yeah, something coming together. Yeah, yeah, it's really quite touching actually. And um, I think Sheffield United have conducted themselves uh, very well. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, yeah, just commiserations and very sorry uh, for everyone who who knew Matt, Maddie and who sort of. Um, you know, um, grieving and suffering from that news because it's uh, it was completely it was shocking, really shocking. Yeah,
0: I think it'll be it's probably quite fitting as well that now their their next the next time they actually do play will be at home, which I think is yeah a bit of a nice thing in the sense of coming together as a community. Um, you know, in your in your home play. You know what I mean? I think it'd be more. of a, I Can't forget the word to, to put it, but. I think it'd be more of like a, a fitting way for them to, yeah, um, have to pro, you know process getting out on that pitch again.
1: That's a really and, good uh, point. I hadn't thought of that actually, and I think that's a really good point because that will allow everybody to easily be there um, to yeah, mark well, their respect. Yeah, well, they well can rather, do a proper you know, tribute. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's right, and uh, something I hadn't thought of. But I think you're right. I think that, next, that their first game should be at Bramall Lane. Yeah.
0: Um, so just before we just, and we'll move on i just want to say for anybody's listening obviously um if you uh, are affected by um this news directly or it, it's brought up um some personal memories yourself or anything like that you know please always talk to someone uh you know whether it's family whether it's a friend whether it's just someone maybe you don't even know that well obviously there's different phone numbers out there uh samaritans and such people that you can call and talk to but please please if you uh, are, are affected by anything like this or any other, anything else um then always talk to someone don't leave a bottle up right with that said phil are you uh, happy to move on to tonight's focus of the show
1: yeah of course yeah thank you
0: okay so obviously um it's just a review show tonight um it's a week, a week and a half removed now. Obviously, we delayed it last week for, for obvious reasons. Um, and it's currently the well, towards the end now, the international break. Um, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, but we'll take you back to uh, Sunday a week ago and the round of fixtures. So as always, um, I run down the results at the table and then we'll focus on uh, our game up at Sunderland. So the... Uh, Results from that weekend: so, uh, Dirty Durham won one nil at home to London City. Um, but that was a last minute goal, I think, as well, to to, to nick that. Um, Reading got absolutely thumped at home four one by Southampton, um, who returned to winning ways. Uh, Sheffield United beat Lewis one nil. Um, Birmingham lost again at home to Charlton, who got their first one of the season and winner of the season in the process. And then uh, we drew 1-0 with Sunderland and Blackburn. Another result, a 1-0 win away to Watford. Um, so this is where that leaves the table. So after four games, uh, Southampton back at, on the top, nine points. Blackburn up in the second, also on nine points. We dropped down to third on eight points. Sunderland dropped down to fourth on eight points. Uh, Durham are fifth on seven points. Charlton and London City are 6th and 7th respectively on 5 points. Uh, Watford, 8th for 4 points, along with Sheffield United, 9th for 4 points. Then you've got Reading, 10th from 3 points. And, uh, well, that bottom two, I mean, four games in now. Birmingham, 11th on 1 point, And Lewis, rock bottom, 12th on 1 point. Um, so, I mean, before we actually discuss our game, Phil... It's, uh, Southampton back to winning ways. Blackburn having a hell of a season so far. Um But you you, you look down at bottom, we, we did say with Reading. You don't you know, we, we feared they could struggle. Uh because they've probably been impacted more than the other previous years of teams that have come down, where they've had to go part time. And at the moment, while they're not an easy team to beat, you know, three draws. Um they're dropping off the pace already. And obviously Birmingham down there still, it, it's it's got to be getting a lot of pressure on for Darren Carter, you'd think.
1: Yeah, it's a real shock, Birmingham, isn't it? After the end of last season when they had such an amazing run, ne- nearly nearly caught Bristol City at the end, didn't they? They were just in, 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 in great form, and they've strengthened in the summer, bought some some good players, but it's just not clicked at all. I mean, it's just incredible, really, that they're still without a win, one point. Um, their one point is was against the team also with one point. <laughs> I think they drew with Lewis. So um, it's just a, a real shock. Um, and with two going down, you know, it's really going to, it's really, it's, it's shaken up the league so much. I mean, we were thinking maybe Sunderland, Blackburn um, and Lewis might be down there fighting to stay up. but you know, Sunderland and Blackburn right up the top. So it puts real pressure on other teams like the likes of, you mentioned, Reading, who haven't won yet, and, um, uh, and, Bur- and Lewis and Birmingham. So it's going to be incredible. I mean, I cannot imagine Birmingham are going to stay down there because they've just got too many good players. But it is worrying for them and everything's going wrong. I think Jade Pennant was sent off as well, wasn't she? So um, everything's everything's going wrong at, for them at the moment and um, they can't seem to score and they're just losing game after game. Really, I mean, it's it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, and, and and it's quite interesting because the game, London City. I'll be interesting to see them because their game against Charlton's live on the FA Player this week. And as we're not, oh, we weren't due to play on Sunday anyway. But as we're not playing on Sunday. Um, uh, I, 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 I'm quite keen to see that because I want to see what London City are like now because they let, literally lost nearly everyone <laughs> and they brought in this completely new team with a new manager from Italy and it's so I'm really interested so I'll be but London City, Charlton I mean they haven't really started that well and uh, it's going to be a really fascinating season I mean I, I, if someone said to me you know who's going to finish where I, I could literally you could almost turn the league upside down sometimes because you wouldn't it's just such a long way to go after four games, you know, I think 18 games to go. I, don't, I just can't, I can't call it. I can't, cannot call who's going to stay up, who's going to finish where it's just going to be an, it's going to be the closest season I think ever, because it's usually a team that go, runs away with it. Um, or at least. has some sort of lead. And then is like last season, they ne- Bristol city nearly got called, but even for most of last season, London city and Bristol city were pretty much neck and neck. So but there's usually a team like your Liverpool's, your Man United's, your Tottenham's that that usually have a bit of a lead. But I cannot. I think it could even go down to the last weekend. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. This season's going to be amazing. I think.
0: Yeah, I think I mean, it's just it's funny saying about like you know, we don't expect the to burn and stay down there. But the games are ticking by, and we can, we still keep saying that. And yet, you know, at some point in time, we're going to be like, oh, actually, wait a minute. You know, maybe there will be because bloated, massively bloated roster, um, but that can't be happy. You know, you've got people that sit, I mean, Lily Ag's been on the bench the last two games. Um, you know, there's people that sit on the bench who are probably wondering how they're not getting a game when they've won't, you know, got one point so far. Um, I must say, I, I don't think Lewis are in big trouble. Um, I said the night before, I said previously, I think I said on um, the pod we did when we had, uh, like the like is folks won, maybe it might have been that. Um, but I, I feel that Lewis this season could be the victims of uh, the the other a lot of the other clubs' his men's team actually now being interested in it. Um, and suddenly, so the teams before they've 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 been lucky where you know you know t- other no well, let's face it, yeah, the main club for us for it, until like last year weren't involved at all, and it's the same at Blackburn and it's the same at. Um, several other clubs and so for Lewis their model was worked well but all of a sudden um, everyone else is getting backed and I think that might catch up with them this year. Um, and I think Southampton the thing with them is obviously I know they lost the week before to Sunderland uh, 1-0 but they are lethal in front of goal and that's, that's probably the difference making at the moment and that's the point I'll be making a bit later on when I talk about us um, but you know they scored what four opening day then two against Blackburn four against the Reading side that no one else has beaten yet um, and now obviously now one of their biggest rivals is already eight points behind them um, so you never know you know but you know, as you say I think, you know anything can happen at the moment it's really hard to, it's really hard to call um, for, for definite, uh, but all right. So let's bring ourselves to our game. Uh, first of all, let me just run down the lineup. So we were um, an unchanged team. So Natalia was in goal. Then it's back four. Kirsten Riley, right back. Uh, Fliss Gibbons at left back, and then our centre pairing, centre pairing of Captain Amy Everett and Hayley Nolan. Then you had Philps in the hole. Uh, with Sinead and uh, Anna Blanchard in front of her in midfield. And then you had um, Paige out on the right, Moles out on the left with Husey down the centre. So uh, there was uh, Leah Cataldo was was back on the bench. I, I think she was a week four as well. Um, we've announced Lucy Watson signing, but she's not fully with us yet. I think she's just um, recovered from doing some rehab been doing some rehab with Chelsea uh, so she wasn't in the squad so that was the team um, now I'll be interested to hear what your thoughts on it Phil because I know my, with myself I'm not going to hold back on it because I've got a few opinions uh, which not everyone may agree with um, but you know we, we, we like to be honest in this show and we'll give praise when it's due and we'll I suppose, do the negative when it when we feel it's there as well so Um, but Phil, you were there. I watched it on Sunderland's YouTube channel But Phil, you were there. So I'll hand over to you first for your, your view on that game.
1: Well, it was always going to be a tough game. I mean, both teams were unbeaten going into the game. So we knew it was likely to be a very close game. Um, the setup of Sunderland's uh, Appleton is quite good. I mean, it was, it's a lovely playing service, surface there. And I think, um, uh it's a nice little ground they've got. It's you know uh, perfect for that's you know, lots of people, you know, you've got lots of space around to go and stand wherever you want. And um there's one no- nice little stand there on the side. Um so yeah, I mean it was always gonna be a difficult game because of obviously both teams hadn't hadn't been beaten. We started off so well, but we scored within the first ten minutes and and um, it was a great goal, little little sort of flicked header from Husey, um, uh, from from, a, from across from Annabelle Blanchard. And yeah, we were just, it was just what we needed. We needed to start well, because they're the sort of team that if they went 1-0 up, we'd find it very difficult to break them down, down. They don't concede that many goals. As I mean, to go to go away to Southampton, like you mentioned, and win 1-0, you know, they can hang on to a lead. They proved it. So it was important for us to start well. And, and by getting that early goal, it, it should have set us up, really, to win that game. We, we did enough, I think, in the first half and most of the second half to have scored a second. And I think that would have been enough then. I think our confidence would have grown. I think it would have been difficult for them to come back. Um, but when there's only one goal in the game, you know, and we have let in a lot of late goals. I mean, every single game in the league, we've conceded in the 88th minute or or beyond. So, um it was really frustrating when we conceded the goal towards the end. But, um, you know, apart from the last 15, 20 minutes, we were in pretty much control of that game. The referees gave them a lot of free kicks. And I, I mean, I haven't really watched it all back. But at the time, I was thinking some of those free kicks, they weren't free kicks. And it put us under pressure because they they were just putting the ball in the box from wide areas from these free kicks. And it put us under pressure. And actually, they equalised with one of those. I think the I think I think the free kick they equalised from probably was a free kick. But they got so many. They had had so many times to practice to get. You know, I mean, how many chances do you want to give them to put the ball in the danger area? But anyway, um, the ball the ball in was a really good one. Um, Natalia sort of came and stopped. Um, I don't know who was calling what was going. I was right behind that. I didn't hear any shouts, not loud ones anyway, from anyone. And then, you know, Sunderland player got in between, um, I think it was Husey and Natalia, and then got her head to it. And because Natalia was in no man's land, any touch was going to take it in the goal. You know, I think if Natalia had stayed on her line, she might have actually been able to get over and save it because it wasn't, it was just a little flicked header, really, from about six or seven yards out. Um, So, yeah, I mean, frustrating, to be honest. But I think some of our play was really good. I thought... um, I thought Fliss played brilliantly at left back against Mary McAteer. She was a danger. We knew that she'd be um a, you know a real force for them going forward. She's quick, direct, and um is a really good player. So I thought Fliss played her brilliantly. Mary was substituted in the second half. Um she, Fliss had the better of her. I thought I mean if I had to pick someone for player of the match, I think it would be Fliss, although I think Haley was amazing in midfield as well. Um so um yeah, frustrating. You know, we, you know it's, it's a sort of game that, to be honest, you know, if we really want to be getting promotion, those are the games you have to win. Really, when you're when you, you can't you can't concede goals in the, you can't keep conceding in the last five or ten minutes of a game, and that's what we've done in every game so far.
0: You mean Sinead, not Haley in midfield.
1: Oh. Did I say Hayley again?
0: Yeah, every time. It,
1: it's the London City connection. Sinead, sorry. She was really good in midfield, yeah.
0: Okay, so... Are you ready for this? <laughs> go for it, go oh, for it. Right, okay. So, it's a, um, it's a mixed bag. So, for me personally, right. I thought... after we scored in like the seventh minute, um, which was our first real moment in the game. But before that, and we started every game so far... We started every game so far on the back foot. You watch the first 10 minutes against Durham. I don't think we can get our out of half. Um, it was the same against Birmingham. We could barely get the ball the first 10 minutes. And we were... Again, with this, it was all Sunderland to begin with. They weren't doing loads of it, but they. it was all them. And then we got away, we got ahead. And as soon as we scored, we took control of the game. And I felt Sunderland couldn't handle the fact of... Our quick movement, our quick passing, but you had the 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 front free and the midfield free uh, were so close together because of the movement of Annabelle and Sinead um, that 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 enabled us to move the ball quick, quick pass, move, pass, move, and it was into space, into space, and Sutherland couldn't deal with it, and we were all over them. We weren't necessarily getting loads of chances out of it, um, but we were all over them. And we I felt like we hit the woodwork before after in the first half. I might be wrong because it's been it's been a week and a half. But I think we I think both teams might have hit the woodwork. Um but we we were by far the better team. However, there was Sunderland was still having moments. There's a couple of times where they put the ball in high and Natalie just did not deal with it. Um where it was it was kind of like flapping punches and it, it could have fallen anywhere. And then they had two moments where they were put through. Well, one of them was, one of the players got put clean through and um, Kirsten <laughs> ran back and put in an absolutely fantastic tackle. Um, otherwise, it was a one-on-one chance. And then there's another time where I think the ball bobbed around the box and they were going to have a clear-cut chance. And I think it was Philbs putting a flying lunging tackle. Otherwise, so they they had two great moments where some superb defending from us meant they didn't even get shot off, but they were going to score otherwise. Um, but we would we would have better, as I say, we generally dominated that first half and come out and start the second half. I thought Sunderland were a bit more on it start of the second half because obviously they're chasing the game. Um, but even so, we didn't look under pressure really um, for a while. And we had a great chance where with for Annabelle. Um, and it's, she's ended up uh, hitting it at the keep, but hitting it. The keepers managed to save it and then registrate it up into David Goddard's face, and um, the chance has gone. And then we got to the last 20 minutes plus the nine minutes of injury time. And I thought that period, so let's call it half an hour if you include an injury time. I thought personally that spell it was all Sunderland, and in a game where I've sitting there thinking for ages, you know, we're we're going to be top of the table, but you know, on our own. by the end of the end of the day, from that thirty minute spell, Sunderland deserved to equalise. It was coming. Uh, we just you could suddenly see the gap as I, what I said was so they, that Sunderland couldn't deal with in the first half, which was our quick passing movement because that front five, six. Minimum five were close together and and, and enabling it. Second half, I don't know if it's just retiredness, but that gap grew. And for that last 20 minutes and then the injury time, the midfield and the forward line were miles apart from each other. And all we started doing was hooping the ball. We stopped playing through the midfield anymore. And we just started... Hoping it forward. And it was just kind of straight back at us every time because no one was near each other. Um, and it was just, it just made life easy for a Sunderland team who were bringing on subs, freshing up their game and were feeling galvanised um, because they should have been out of it. And I was watching it and I was sitting there thinking, Sunderland are, they reminded me of us in, the pre- in previous seasons or pre- at least one previous season where we were a very much a one goal team. You know, and if we went one nil down, you ain't winning the game. You might get a one or draw, but um, you know we didn't. We could have a lot of the play, but in terms of actually creating chances, we were never really scoring one more more than one goal. And that is how I felt. Sunderland were. I didn't feel they they've got a lot of good play, but they just didn't have much in the final third. Um, and I was sitting there thinking, if we go to two 0 there's no way you know we're winning this because Sunderland ain't getting two goals. But all the while it was 1-0, it was vulnerable because, as we've seen, they've had a great start of the season. Uh, we were the first team to score against them. Um, but 1-0, they've got a goal in them. And lo and behold, it comes at the end. But for me, it's just frustrating because we we, our, 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 we should be top of the table today. We should be sitting in now. We should have won that game and we should be sitting top of the table. If we're being brutally honest, and don't get me wrong, it's amazing that we're four games in. We haven't lost um, you know, we were top, we had that great win against Durham and a great win away to Birmingham. Uh, I'm so unbeaten, but you know, we're still third, we're only a point off the top. It's all fantastic, but you've got to be honest and say there are still elements about it that we need to work on. And what what worried me or, or frustrated me on Sunday was we didn't address the glaring issue in that second half. And the thing is, it was known on the bench because with this, like where the um. The FA player where their camera was always positioned at Hayes, um, or, or a lot of different grounds, but certainly was, um, above or uh, above the, the uh, I can't speak now, the dugouts. And so, when you watch the, the, the full game repeated, that wasn't on the player, there's no commentary, you can always hear what the staff was saying. And AJ, our assistant manager. I mean, he was vocal throughout the whole game. You could hear lots of stuff. And um, he pointed out exactly what I was just saying at one point. He said, the gap between the midfield and the forward is too big. And we did nothing to address it. We just, we looked tired and we did nothing you had. We brought sh- sh- obviously, Paige went off at half-time again. Um, and Araya came on. But Shauna sat there on the bench. Sinead had given everything in that game. But you could clearly see we needed to freshen it up in midf- in 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 there. We needed to freshen up that midfield, get fresh legs in there to close that gap again because we were now giving Sunderland the Im- impetus. And we didn't bring Shauna on until like the 93rd minute it was, when it was one all. It was just pointless. We'd wasted, we should have brought her on once that tide started turning, about 75 minutes. Even if you said 80 minutes, you could have brought Shauna on. You could have then Perhaps bringing Lexi on, freshing it up a bit, and we just sat there and we didn't do it, and I think that cost us, you know. And there was moments in the game that you're right. The ref was, I thought the ref was poor. Um, it, they, in all fairness, I think if you watched it back, some of the some of the fouls that they got were fouls. I mean, the the one that they scored from is a foul all day long. Um, but there were some ridiculous ones. Uh, there's one in the where Sinead. Was the ball bounced through, I think, the second half on the edge of the box, and their player just barged her over, and they got a free kick for it. And you can literally hear AJ he turns around and goes, what am I watching? And it had been, it's like the second or third, one of those decisions in a short space of time where there was even no foul, or actually Sunderland had fouled us, and they got the free kick. Um, But, you could argue, uh, I've seen Sunderland uh I think, and said it, and I, and I can't disagree with him. I think Araya was probably lucky to not have been sent off. Uh, she she caused them problems going forward, but I thought that last 20 minutes, obviously she's only 17, um, but I thought it exposed that her defensive game isn't there yet, and she gave away, she gave away that foul that they scored from. Um, she gave away a couple of poor fouls, really, um, in the defensive end. I also thought Amy Goddard uh, was could have been sent off. She, she, she was solid when like she, when she had Annabelle up against her. Annabelle struggled to get past her, but when paces at Amy, it, it tore her apart. Um, and she'd already she got booked uh, for when who was well, someone tore past her and she just pulled her back. And then when Annabelle had the great chance to make it two nil, when she gets into the box, Annabelle beats. Amy with the pace and Amy tries to pull her back in the box. And it's only because she, I think she misses or she likes just doesn't quite get the grip that Sunderland get away with it. Otherwise it could have been a penalty and a second yellow. And then there's another moment later on where Hughesy has the ball and turns Amy and gets away from her. And Amy basically just grabs her and pulls her to the ground. And for me, that should have been a second yellow. I thought, so there's moments like that. Um, but I, I just think we've, we, we didn't we manage it well in that last 20 minutes. Um, and the reality is, is the goal, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I think we should be sitting here with three clean sheets out of four. But we have none. And when you look at the goals conceded, um, Reading's goal was an error. Durham's goal was an error. And I've got to say, Sunderland's goal was an error. I think you, the title is going to come out and claiming that all day long. Um, I hate to say it, but I think you know if we'd have had Fran in goal, we'd, we, the only goal we'd have, the only goal we'd have conceded would be the Birmingham goal. I think we'd be on three clean sheets and top of the table at this moment in time. Obviously, the title is only young; she's, she's still nineteen. Um, she's still learning. She's only played well like for four league, uh, five league games now because she played one last season, didn't she? Um, I get that. But you can see at the moment, I, f- I found it I was thinking about with Emily Orman the other day, wasn't I? Where when we had when she was with us alone at 19 some great shot stopping going on but she was vulnerable in the air, you mentioned it the other week and you could, still, you could see that obviously as you do with, don't, with, 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 young, with, with the young players especially when they're in the teens still you, you've got that, you can kind of get away with it a bit when you're winger a like Araya where she's got that skill and that freedom to go forward but she hasn't learned that defensive element of her game yet because she's still developing and learning. You can see that, and you can see it obviously more in a goalkeeper, which is why you know they always say, don't they, that a goalkeeper's prime is when they get thirties plus. Um And at, not, at a young age, it, it's you could. Yeah, I think it's a bit more obvious, and I think you can see Emily in the two years since she's been with us. You can see already where she's matured and has kind of grown into herself a bit more yeah, and that role, but. Um, obviously, for Natella, she's still only nineteen, and I don't want to sound like I'm digging her out, but I'm just trying to be honest about the fact of uh, you know we've conceded four goals, and and three of them really we shouldn't have conceded. Um, so yeah, it's a mixed bag to say that it's great where we are at. It's great where we are at the moment. You know, I think when we're looking at at one point during the summer, where we're thinking, "We've got players, we've got management." Um, given the fact that we've still got a lot of people injured and unfit. Um, you know, we, we've we're only just starting to get a bench. A lot of great stuff, but we've got to be honest when we are sitting here and waxing lyrical about other and other performances, I, you know, I've got to sit here and be honest and say, you know, there are those moments we are every game so far. We do start on the back foot. And um, as I said, I, I just felt that we didn't capitalize. We didn't, Address the issue that crept in in that second half.
1: Yeah, some really good points, Mike. I think um, we definitely were getting tired. We needed fresh legs um, in midfield. Um, I think sometimes when you get tired, you can't make those runs and you can't cover the ground. So your body tells you to, to to fall back and get you're you're much deeper, like almost on top of the defense. And it means every time you clear the ball. Literally, it's going to come back because you've got like three defenders and and Hughesy. You know, you've got no support. So even if Hughesy was to to win the ball or win a header, there's nowhere, no one nearer to, to pick it up. So um, it, it it puts enormous pressure on us when the ball keeps coming back. So yeah, absolutely, I think fresh legs, you know, um, would have been, you know, would have been really useful for us. I, I I'm I'm also surprised, um, which is the opposite to to, to what to what we've just discussed about fresh legs. I'm also surprised that Phils gets substituted so early because I think she has been incredibly um, solid and actually... I think she's playing out of her skin. I think she's I think this is the I mean she's a good player, you know, but I think this is the best I've ever seen her play this season in front of that back four. Um and we are not the same team I don't think when Philps is substituted and she gets substituted for well you obviously Paige has been going off at half time. The first substitute in the second half is always Philps. And I just wonder whether or not we can keep her on a bit longer. Is she I mean usually about 60 minutes isn't it that Philps goes off 60 65 minutes and I just think you know, she's such an important player for us and playing so well. Is there, I don't know if she's carrying a bit of a knock or if she's not fully match fit. I don't know what the reason is, but I can't understand why we take her off so early in a, in a game because I, I think a lot of the time when we're conceding these late goals is because we miss her, actually. <laughs> I think she's so important to us. Um, and um, she just reads the game really well as well. And I just think, that, you know, she's, I just think she's, She's she's so important to the way we play, um, protecting that back four and p- keeping possession. She's always available for that pass out from the back, um, and she can take she can keep possession under pressure. She's she's just so good at that. And I think um, that's 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 really baffled me that she's been taken off so early in games so far, despite playing absolutely out of her skin. Um, I absolutely agree with you about that gap between the the the, 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 the forward line and. Um, I mean, you can, do two, you can do one of two things, really. You can either replace replace the players in the middle for fresh legs and, and like for like, so you can play the same way, try and keep that sort of short distance between Hughes in the midfield and play on, you know, play on the front foot. Or you can just fill the midfield. You can literally bring the two wide players back, um, put three in the middle, and you just basically, um, <clears throat> you know, you're... You you you're basically just going to smother the midfield and just stop all the crosses, stop the ball. You've got to do one or the other. We didn't do either. We had this massive gap, and we had like almost seven at the back waiting for this ball to keep coming in. Eventually, it's going to bounce for them. You can't defend you can't defend those high balls forever, um, and um, we just gave them too much space um, to get those those crosses in. And yeah, you either fill the midfield um, right the way across, you put five across the middle. Um and you, and you know, you can have, you still have you can still have a player up front. Maybe Aria could have gone in the middle even for the pace, because as you say, you know, Amy. Um, I mean, we know Amy Goddard from when she played for us. You know, really solid defender, but she doesn't have the pace of um, someone like Aria. Running at her would just beat beat her for pace every every time. So maybe we could have mixed it up a bit. I mean, hindsight's great, isn't it? Because you know, if we'd won one nil, everyone would have we would have been saying, "Oh, it was great. We defended well." You know. But um, we didn't, um, and we did look vulnerable in that last 20 minutes, as you say, plus added time as well, and the extra nine. So I I absolutely agree. Um, The other thing that you mentioned, actually, um, outside of this, was Raya on that side where the main stand was, she was getting quite a lot of um, stick as well for someone, you know, she's so young. And I just wonder whether or not that added to the pressure, and that's why she gave away free kicks. She did put that beautiful ball through for um, Annabelle um, uh, for the one-on-one. But um, you're right, you know, defensively she was giving away free kicks, and um, and she found it tough out there. But I just wonder whether or not we could have even swapped, you know, put her on the other side and Molly on the right, so that she didn't have to face. She was running. She had all that crowd against her. You know, every time she went in for a challenge, I was shouting for a free kick. I think we could have protected Aria by swapping, putting her on the other side and Molly on the right um, and uh, giving her a bit of like a rest, respite from that crowd. Um, but it was a really good game. And actually, you know, both teams are going to finish up there because they're both they're so solid and well organised with some good players. You know, I know Fliss played really well against Mary McAteer, but I must admit, every time Mary McAteer got the ball, I was thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> She's such a good player. Her first touch and movement and finding space and running with the ball. I mean, Fliss played, re- played her really well, perfectly. You know, Fliss has been really solid this year as well um, at left back. She's been brilliant. So, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, when we saw against Reading, when I, you know, when um, Emily Orman she she looked a much more competent, better, stronger, confident goalkeeper than when we had her. And those two years are huge, you know, from nineteen to age twenty-one, absolutely massive. And that, and that experience of playing for us, she would have learned so much. So even though. Because I remember, I think it was against Liverpool when they scored those five goals. They were all from long throws and corners. And Emily was beaten. You know, she was she wasn't great in the air in those games. I think there were two games when we lost four and five um, consecutive games. And Emily didn't did, didn't handle anything in the air very well. When we played Reading this year, two years on, she was mad, She was brilliant in the air. You know, so and I think that would be Natalia in two years' time. But at this moment in time um her decision making's not been as good as it could be really but i do think that a lot of that's down to experience and she will become that solid goalkeeper you know um because she's got everything really i think i'm really impressed with her feet you know she keeps her her kicking's decent and she doesn't she's not phased by being closed down she's good under pressure but you know with the ball at her feet she's got a lot going for her but decision making and coming out for those crosses is obviously something but we saw the exactly the same with um emily um and now emily's you know two years later is is a i think she's a really i mean i can't believe she's still at chelsea to be honest she's never going to get a game there which is ridiculous but Emily's probably very close to being a, a wsl goalkeeper for someone um so yeah but i agree i agree it's so frustrating but i thought sunderland you know they really came at us and they played well and um and so uh credit to them as well you know it wasn't an easy it wasn't an easy game and it's a good... Would we have taken a point before the game? Probably, actually. You know, it's a tough gate place to go. I think I probably would have said, yeah, I'll be happy with a point. But I think when the game unfolds and you, you're just a few minutes away from winning, it's obviously, you know, like a bit like feeling like you've lost, isn't it? When you concede that late. But yeah, really good points. I agree with everything you said, Mike. Yeah, i really... I mean, Shauna and Lexi um, played um, the majority of England's draw with Germany um, yesterday. And um, so that that makes me think they were both fit. You know, it wasn't as if we couldn't bring them on early because they weren't fully fit or anything. They seemed, you know, they they played they played decent minutes for England. So I'm just wondering why they why we didn't bring fresh legs on earlier. It just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me really. Um, yeah, I I can't put my finger on it. Why why we left it to the 93rd minute to bring Shauna on? I just can't understand that. We needed her legs in the midfield, didn't we?
0: Yeah, no, we did. And that's the thing. Sunderland, I mean, under Melrede, they've always been they're very well organised, they're well drilled, they, they're they well, they you know, a lot of study goes in. They're a very well prepared team. They're a good team and they've got some good players there and they're always going to be difficult. And I think a lot of teams will struggle to get much off of them them um, up at Appleton this season, either, let alone, you know, playing at home to them. I think, you know, they are a good team. And, and that was the thing, but you can see when we're on it, we are superb. We we've got, you know, when when we're on it, we will be right up there. You know, we we've we've got the capability of, of going up this season, but the way that we play, I mean, as I say, because when those gaps formed, Sunderland then they where where they're organised, they, they then took advantage of it. Which you know, I'm not surprised today because you know they've got such a good manager. Um, but I do wonder, like, um. With Ariya, uh, I mean, when she when she was going forward, she, they couldn't touch her. But that started getting less and less because everyone else around her was tiring and drifting away. And that and that was a thing like you said about the crowd and that. But I think one of the problems was probably where she had to come back and defend. There was no one. Whereas, uh, you know, the, in the first sixty minutes, there had been Sinead or uh, Phil was someone that would have been right close to her to give an option. They were getting further and further away because people were getting tired and i think the thing is the way that we play we play quick passing um high press uh to do that for 90 minutes you need a squad don't you you need to be able to uh well i was talking with the men didn't we when we had conor gallagher and we could do it but towards the end of the game we were tired you need to freshen it up don't you and so you need what you then needed was right, because Sinead gives absolutely everything every game. I think she's been superb for us. And the one thing is she hasn't got any goals yet, but she I think she's been absolutely brilliant in midfield. But to do what she's doing every game, you're gonna get you're gonna get tired. So you then need to go, right, okay, right. Sinead's done seventy eight minutes, she's run, you know, but right before freshening out with with Shauna. You need to watch what well, hopefully we'll have soon. We go, right, okay, obviously Page, hopefully, we'll be getting more than 45 minutes out of page. So you go right, okay, we can freshen up with Araya, right? Hopefully, soon we'll have Lucy Watson, right? Lucy Watson can come in, we can freshen up Moles on the other side, or you know, we, we can you know, your Hughes. You need to, do you know what I mean you need to be able to to keep that and mid that press up. You need to be able to then use your bench to, to freshen it up a bit to enable it. Um, and that's what we didn't do. On Sun, on in this game, and so it got Sunderland into the game, and then once they got on top of it, and now we've got the heavy legs. It was we just without changing anything, we just we couldn't really recover the momentum back. And you make a great point about Phils because honestly, it, it feels like it's a, it's a pre-arranged substitution. It seems to be that right. It's decided okay within sixty, around right, about sixty minutes, Phils will come off. Chloe will come on. And they, no matter what's happening in the game, that substitution just happens. And I, and I don't really get why. I don't get why she came off. And so, as you said, she had a knock. I don't know why she came off in the Sunderland game. I don't get it at all. Because unfortunately, we we, we haven't seen the best of Chloe Arthur with ourselves. Um, I know last season there was some difficulties and stuff like that. Um, but it, it just hasn't happened. And so at the moment, is. It's not, as you say, we're, we're not quite as strong when we make that substitution as as we were beforehand. Um, but yet we keep making it, and we just seem to make it as a plan more than this is what the game needs. You know, uh, I mean, maybe we don't know stuff, as you say, maybe there's an um, an underlying injury or whatever. We don't know. We don't know, do we? But um, at the moment, like in that game, I, I don't really get why we did it. As I say, it just feels. A pre-planned decision, Um but as I say, there's and there's there's a lot there's a lot of positives, and as I say, I, I do believe I think the, these these four games have shown um where that we can be right up there this season. I think we've seen that, Um you know, and if we can get people fit, because for me, there's, there's there's two issues that we're having at the moment in general. One is we're carrying a lot of people who are either injured or recovering from injury um, who then have no fitness. And that is the problem. And it's, you know, we, we're thinking on the men's side, aren't we? Where we can't really, after you start in 11, you can't really replace anybody else from the bench. And we've got it a little bit on the women's side where Paige so far hasn't been able to do more than 45 minutes. Um, obviously, Araya's come in. Uh, I don't think, I don't see any fitness issues with, with her, but. Um, Obviously, Lucy's joined us, but she's been out injured all, all of last season, so she's re- recovering and needs to get a, uh, match. She'll have to get match fitness. Um, Sibs, we don't know when she'll be back, uh, and then she'll need to get match fitness, having been out for a year. Um, and then you've got... Uh, oh, there's a couple of others as well. Obviously, Leah's had knocks all through pre-season at the start of the season. Um, and at the moment... Struggled to get in because Fliss has been superb at left-back and I, I think Kirsten Riley's having a great season at right-back so far. Um, obviously, we've got, we've only got one keeper at the moment um, and there's a, there's a couple others as well who, oh, obviously, Kira Barry, injured, so when she's back, she's going to because she was out injured towards the, end of the last season as well, she's going to have to gain fitness. So, do you know what I mean? So, we're, we're carrying a lot of people at the moment who aren't um, Fully fit to be able to, for us to really go for it. because I think when we've got a full when that squad is fit, we'll be you know we will we'll be pushing right up the top and, and more and I think are capable not, not to sound ridiculous but are capable of pushing the go up this season. I think the way that this league is, I think I say everyone's benefited from every, the, from London City's tired team leaving them. I think it's, the rest of the league has benefited from that, which has made it stronger across the board. So points are going to be shared out more this season. Um, so I definitely think we can be right up there but at this moment in time we, when you look at us we've got a we're, we're conceding a silly goal and obviously I am <laughs> in Durham where we, we did it like we didn't just put them to the sword we absolutely destroyed them but we're not doing it elsewhere yet and Southampton are oh, that is kind of the difference for them at the moment is they are a team that is generally putting teams away. Um, And as I say, you score a second against Sunderland, we're we're winning that game. They they were never going to get more than one goal in a game. They probably wouldn't even have got the one. Um, So we need to do that. So that's one element. And just my other concern is the amount of yellow cards we're picking up. Uh, I don't think people realise it, but we've already got 12 yellow cards this season. We're four games in. And to put that in perspective, two seasons ago, all season long in the across the whole entire season in the league, we've picked up 11. So we've already got more yellow cards in four games this year than we did in the whole of the season, two seasons ago. And last season, we got 16. So after four games, we're only four short of last season. Annabelle's on three already. We don't have another Annabelle in our squad. We don't have it. With what she gives to us, we don't have a replacement for that. But, you know, we're at risk of having her suspended for a game Within the next couple of games, as it stands. And all of a sudden you're looking at more yellows. Because the way we're going, as ridiculous as it sounds, you can see someone getting ten yellow cards in a two game suspension because we're just racking up the cards. And I don't know whether it's because well, I mean, I think we've got more bite about us this season. I think we are we don't we don't take any any BS like we've done probably have done in the past. Um, so I don't know whether there's a bit of that, whether we I think Sunderland said that we, um, we were putting in the niggly fouls a bit to disrupt the game. Whether we have we're doing that more, whether there's a change in the way the refereeing is. But speaking to others, other clubs, they haven't been getting that many yellows. But I mean, twelve after four games, uh, I worry again when we haven't quite got a squad at the moment that's in a position to deal with that. Um, that that is a bit of a worry, especially if you pick up those cards early. You, you put yourself under pressure in the games. So they're kind of the two elements. A lot of great positive stuff, um, but there are two elements at the moment that I think we definitely need to be to be looking at.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think this season as well. I think referees. I think any any sort any type of dissent is in automatic yellow, even if you just tap the ball away. You know. Um, I think I, I, I think one of Annabelle's was literally she just popped, she just knocked the ball three yards you know when she gave there was a free kick given against her and she just knocked it three yards and she got a yellow for that I'm sure that was her in one one of our players did anyway. And I think any sort, any form of dissent at all is now going to be an automatic yellow. So we've got to be really careful, and we've just got to concentrate on playing the game and de- don't get involved in any of that because, you know, that, that that that's going to cause us problems later in the season. As you say, we're going to have loads of suspensions if, if this carries on. So I do think though, some of the referees we've had have just been so card happy. I mean, it's been ridiculous some of the yellows you know that we picked up. Um, you could even argue that you know it's not even a foul sometimes when we end up give, getting a yellow, but. The I think there's a bit of a mixture but certainly I think the descent side of things is something that the league have picked you know decided to uh, automatically give a yellow any any sort of descent at all including kicking the ball away even if it's just a couple of yards so I think um yeah we've got we've got to, we've got to do better there though you know we've got to make sure we improve in that area because we're going to miss key players for a really crucial game can you imagine if we go to Southampton and we've got three players missing you know it's gonna it could it could derail our season and it, those are the sorts of games that are going to be vital for us to have a full squad to pick from um, when we play those you know the southamptons of this world and so um yeah it's, it's definitely something we've got to, we've got to do something about um i think the players who are injured yeah i mean we've got some really exciting young players with a lot of pace so you know to come in um including izzy of course you know who we know very well um who was absolutely on fire before she got that injury I mean, you know, you could argue, even after just a few games, we were saying she's she's on track for player of the year. You know, she was so good. And then she got that awful injury Um, when I think, if I recall correctly, I think she might have actually picked up the injury in training for England under 23s, but didn't realise how serious it was and potentially made it worse by playing a game for England or doing some training with us afterwards. Or And then they realised it was an ACL. But... I, um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, I think there's um, yeah we've got to improve in the discipline side and we've um, we've got to get these players fit. I mean, can you imagine the pace that we can bring off the bench if we've got Kira Barry available and Lucy Watson and Sibs will probably be in the starting eleven when she's fit. You know, I can't imagine that she wouldn't make that that starting eleven if she can get her form back to how it was before she got injured. So can you imagine that? As, I mean, that really will make us such a threat. Um, with that attacking pace, Lucy Watson. Well, I remember watching her at Bramall Lane when we played Sheffield United. I think we drew two two in the last game of the season, or something. Was it Bramwell Lane? Might have even been Rotherham's ground. But we drew two two um, last game of the season. And um, she, every time she got the ball, she was just like so good. You could just see technically and naturally just going past people. Um, I think Lucy Watson's going to play for England from what I saw of her when she was at Sheffield United. such a shame she got injured last season, but we're fortunate now to have her. If she can get fully fit... She will be the difference in some games. Those those when, in those tight games, she will be the difference. She'll create or score a winning goal for us when it's tight. That's how good she is. I'm I'm absolutely sure she'll play for England if you if you can get over this injury and get back to how she was. She's that good, and um, we're so lucky to have her. And I just can't wait to see her play because she. I know I know what she's capable of. I think um, defensively, I think you're right. I think. I think we've looked very solid. Fliss and Kirsten have been very good at full backs. Um, Hayley Nolan and Amy are probably our best ever central defensive partnership that we've ever had. I mean, they're both exceptional players, Um, uh, both comfortable on the ball and, you know, um, read the game really well. So I think we've got everything really um, at the back, um, apart from maybe a little bit of competition for Natalia. Hopefully we've we've been looking at another goalkeeper because I just don't think it's fair to um uh, to have a sixteen year old niece on the you know, a niece a niece um sixteen, you know, a lot a lot of it's about experience when you're a goalkeeper. And I know you've got to gain it, but I don't think gaining experience for a sixteen year old at that level is probably gonna be helpful really. I think there needs to be more games at um under 21s or under 18s or I mean, she's only 16. It's incredible. So I think we've definitely got to find a goalkeeper from somewhere. Um I really hope we can get someone because that can you imagine if Natalia got injured. I mean I just don't think it'll be fair on her niece to bring her in um and put that pressure on her. It's an enormous amount of pressure. And um and then um yeah we we've, we've got the makings of such a good team you know we just need to get everyone fit and Get more competition across all the places, and we need to um, to be able to, you know, we've got the Conti Cup coming up haven't we, in in a couple of weeks, so we've got we've got to be able to rest players as well. And we can't do that at the moment. We haven't got enough players, so who's going to replace um, Husey up front to give her a rest? You know, um, that's the sort of thing we need. We need to be able to. Have. We should have really two players in every position pushing, um, but we haven't got anywhere near that really, have we? So. Um, that's that. That is a really. It's a bit like the men, isn't it? It's a really sort of you know, bare squad, you know, that we've got. Really, we haven't got enough en- enough bodies in. I don't think. Um, do you know what our squad number is? Is it twenty one? We've got. I can't even remember now.
0: I'm not entirely sure, actually, because the, the official squad's never been posted. <laughs> no. <yes. laughs> so um, it, it's kind of hard to say at the moment, really. Um, but I mean yeah you do need I mean we need uh, things well another thing about if you can get a goalkeeper in you need someone pushing Natalia do you know what I mean I, I fully believe and it's my f- frustration on the men's side where I feel uh, Tyree Mitchell's been hampered is because for, for four years since he's got into the team he has no left back to compete with so he's got no one pushing him for his place no one helping him improve because he's got to keep learning and got to keep changing and you need that for me, especially in those prime years of your, of your career, you know, when, you, when you're still learning and depth, you need that competition and, and Natalia she needs to have someone who she knows actually, do you know what, I need to keep pushing my game because otherwise I'm going to lose my spot because at the moment, that she now knows she's playing every game the rest of this season do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean we are, we need, we'll have to look into the squad, I mean we'll we need a couple more. I think obviously Lucy Watson signing is great. Um, as you as you say, it's if we can get her a fit, what an what an amazing signing she could be. Um, I kind funny. I kind of feel like I feel like. Do you remember that Pardew? The season after the summer where we we just lost the FA Cup final, and then we went out and backed him. We got Townsend, and we got Bentece, and we got Lloyd Remy on loan. And I'm thinking, oh my god front line of Benteke and like Remy, this is incredible, and obviously they Remy never played because he's injured, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, it, it, and Townsend was awful under under Pardew. Um but do you know what I mean like I'm looking at it and I'm thinking we get this team fit, and as I say, I, I fully believe with the players that we've got, but not just that, but the way that Laura has got us playing, I fully believe we'll, we'll be right up there coming into the season, um, because you can see it's there. You can see we've got something special. Because we've got that blend of the, the, the core senior players, but then you've got some young, talented players. Like with Araya, as I say, who there's a reason Arsenal want to keep her. Um, you know, Lexi, obviously Chelsea, she's just given a pro contract before loaning her to us. So we've got that, and she's internationals. You know what I mean? We've got that blend, I think. where Whereas Birmingham have just stacked it with... Set their squad with, with players who are all expect, who are all like senior players, for well, mostly, and will be expecting to be playing and starting, and they all can't. I think our team's a bit more of a, a blend where, um, you've got that magical twist of the two to quote a, a Harvester ice cream. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like I, I really, I, I think that if we can keep the mad, we are in that position where you get everyone fit, and as I say, I think we can. We could be right up there pushing all the way to the end of the season, and you never know; could be lifting lifting a bit of silverware at the end of the season. Not to sound over the top, but at this moment in time, I fully believe that. But we are—you get an injury at the moment. If Nethalek is injured, as you say, we've got a sixteen-year-old in goal. You know, you get—we we can't really replace uh, Amy or Haley at centre back, not with the same quality to, to maintain it. And that is the thing—is it's all well and good saying, "Oh well, you know, we can move this person around here, move this person around here. But you're not really, and you're not really gaining if you're shoehorning someone into a position that that's not their best strength. You're. It's harder to do what you then want to do because you haven't got the core players that it was built around, if that makes any sense. Um, but I do think, as I said, I know I probably sound like I've moaned a lot tonight. I, I just, when we, we wax lyrical about other performances, and for me, there's a lot of positives in this one, and, you know, Sunderland are a really difficult team, they're a good side, and I say, they'll be difficult for anybody this year, but I, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, it's amazing, when yeah, there are elements to it that we just need to tweak and improve on, um, but there is a lot, a lot to be really positive about, and we've got that mix now, haven't we? where we won't, our next game, be Blackburn away, um, where we, one side of it, we won't have played for three weeks, um, which isn't great. But on another side of it, uh, you know, I think there's one or two who, of starters who, who are carrying some knocks, who have got more time to to get them dealt with. We might now be going into the Blackburn game with Lucy Watson on the bench. Maybe, you never know. Um, hopefully Paige's fitness would be the point where she can, because that's the point at the moment. You want to be getting 70 minutes out of Page, minimum, don't you? And then you've got a right to bring on, or actually, you could bring a right on the other side. Or... But at the moment, we're having to make that a half time. Um, but hopefully, you know, there'll be more fitness there. And, you know, we could. And it was going to be a difficult game anyway because Blackburn have had a really good start to the season. But I hope, you know, you've got that possibility we could go out there with the best squad that we'd have had so far and um, and really kick on.
1: Yeah, I mean, that Conti Cup game in a couple of weeks, that's a great opportunity. If we can get some of our players fit, I'd love, I'd absolutely love to see, um, um, well, we could have Shauna, Lexi. I don't think Kira will be fit by then, Um, although she's not wearing the boot anymore. So she might be close to coming back to training um, Araya, all these young players, you know, can you imagine them all with their pace and energy? It could be amazing to watch. Uh, I'd love to, I mean, I would really like given that Lexi, um, scored for England and Shauna played 65, 70 minutes the other day. Um, I'd love to see them two play together in the midfield because I think they could be really special. The two of them, um, knowing each other from England as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I think, um, I mean, this year, actually, I I think we were thinking at the beginning of the year, you know, everything's new, new ground, new coaching staff, manager, some new players, obviously. Everything was so new that this was almost like, you know, a year to probably just sort of set our stall out and see where we were at the end of the year and then really go for it maybe next year we'll we've also got the legacy of some players being on two-year contracts so i think we were limited on what we could do in the transfer market because we had players or we were committed to keeping if even if we didn't want to for example um so um i think i think it's, it's been a challenging summer um and we do i think we're we're doing more better than i thought we would to be honest to be right up there and not be beaten especially with those games we've had the toughest start i think Reading, durham birmingham and Sunderland I mean I don't think anyone's had as as tough a start as us I mean right up there um, despite that difficult um, fixtures the early fixtures so I think um, yeah I I mean I just think uh, I was expecting us to just sort of be mid-table and just sort of plodding along and seeing trying a few different things seeing how things worked out seeing what we needed for next year you know maybe we could have done with three or four for next summer to really go for it. But actually it's such an open league and division and, we, and we're so playing so well for most of each game and we've got a lot of young players to come in and really give us a bit of, especially the pace we're going to have going forward up, up front um, with the young with those young players, especially Kira and Lucy. Um, I think um, we've got a great chance. What a chance, you know. I bet they never even thought that at the beginning of the season. I mean, we're all saying might as well give the league to championship to birmingham you know they're already eight points behind like you say and um and uh i don't even know i don't even even if they won every game would southampton drop eight points i mean who knows i mean i can't see birmingham doing it now really they've probably got to do the double over southampton haven't they to stand a chance really and, and and beat us in the return game as well so um it's so open we've got as much chance as anyone honestly we really have I know Southampton have got that sort of they, they regularly score you know three or four but I, I just think that we've got a real chance that um, whether or not it's too early for us can you imagine if you went up to the WS? <laughs> is it a bit early for us I don't know it depends whether or not we can really strengthen in some areas in the summer as well but wouldn't it be great though? I mean, if we if we if we've got two weeks of the season left and we're right up there with a chance, I really hope everyone gets behind the club and we get like a good. We need we need three or four thousand down there, you know. I really want us to. If we're up there and we've got a chance for promotion, I would hope that we could almost pack that ground out. That's really what we've got to be aiming for. Um, probably getting ahead of myself now though. But yeah, I mean, I think um, the signs are really good, aren't they? Let's face it, better than I thought actually. Um, it's been a really good start to the season.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing is, it, it's some, you've got a dream, haven't you? You know, and we have been given a lot of reasons to at the moment. That is fact. You know, as I say, it's... it's not not trying not to get carried away because we did that last season and got a lot of going on our face. But um, for sure, you know, there's a lot of possibilities Um we just got to keep going. Um, got to keep building it and, and get that squad fit. Um, and hopefully we'll see that at, at Blackburn uh, in uh, a week and a half's time. Right. With that said, um, obviously it's a bit of a shorter one tonight because there's, there's no game to preview. Uh, I'll probably wrap it up there, Phil, unless you've got anything else you wanted to add in, mate.
1: The only thing was, do you remember when we went to that Ipswich away game pre-season friendly, um, uh Elise Hughes said to us after the game, I'm going to get double figures this season. (laughs) She's already got six already in four games. I think she's got a pretty good chance of hitting double figures. So just wanted to say, you know, brilliant from Elise. I mean, you know, and I'm really surprised that she's not getting more of a chance for Wales. I have to say, what more does she have to do? She's 22 years of age, banging the goals in. Um and she's not even getting you know she's not she, she didn't come on at all the other day but the, even in the first game i think she only came on for the last 5 minutes i mean I don't know what, I I just find that real uh, and it's not as if Wales, I mean I know they've got some experience like Sophie England I know they've got some good players and Jess Bishlock but up front I don't think they've got that much strength up front, I think Hughesy should be given more time so, but I I just wanted to say, I remember saying to us she's going to get double figures and I just thought yeah she's definitely going to get double figures now unless she gets injured which I hope and pray she doesn't but she's been out uh, her, her finishing's been outstanding and another goal against Sunderland just you know Brilliant stuff! I just think she's great. I love Susie love her. Yeah,
0: she will be the first player to do it as well for us since at this yeah. level. Yes. Um, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Right. What did what did, B, what
1: did B? What did what did Queen B get? Do you remember what her max? What her total was? Oh, I feel the... like it was eight. I think she got something like seven in the first half of the season. and She only got one more in the second half. Yeah, something I think long, she,
0: she got fourteen for the season, but she got eight in the league and six in the cup. Yeah. Um, I think it's something like that.
1: Oh, I'd love Huzi to get double figures. She's been brilliant, hasn't she? Yeah.
0: I mean, you've got, you've got to, you have to say, when you when she's already, after four games, she's done six, you've got to go get double figures now, and you? <laughs> no pressure to but you've got to go get, to get double yeah. figures now.
1: Yeah, she should do easily now. She should easily get that. I mean, last year, of course, she's got a hat-trick away at Blackburn. So let's hope that she can do, you know, have another great game up there because that was a brilliant hat-trick she scored last season up there so yeah going to Blackburn let's hope that she can do that but yeah I think um I think Hughes has been outstanding not only with the goals but I think generally her hold up play she's technically a great player really surprised she's not starting more games or coming on earlier for Wales really surprised but anyway I'm not the Wales manager so you know and actually, I did say as well at the beginning of the season, Birmingham could go unbeaten all season. <laughs> what do I know? They've lost three or four. What do if I know? A win I mean, all
0: season. They're still on for that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but I just wanted to mention Husey because I think she's been brilliant.
0: No, no, she has been. Um, and it's not easy being a, the, the central striker for Palace, men's or women's, in all fairness. Um, so yeah, you know, to get to, to be to six already is is absolutely superb and um as you say, fingers crossed. I'd love to see a uh, get top scorer this season it would be absolutely you know, in the league, you know, for everybody. Uh <laughs> would be would be yeah. superb. Um yeah. we always want you to go to somebody else. So it'd be nice if it was a... Um right. With that said, um just wanna say then uh thanks everybody who's tuned in tonight. Um Or if you're listening on the replay on Twitter or if you're listening on um, Spotify, uh, as always, it's free to subscribe and listen to us on Spotify. So please do. Um, I hope it's been uh, interesting for everybody, um, the different viewpoints we've had. Um, As always, you can message us if you've got your own views or anything like that. Um, So, yes, I just thanks, everybody. Um, That's what I'm saying um, a lot now. And uh, we'll be back, I don't know what day yet, but we'll be back next week to do the preview pod for Blackburn. Um, I'm sure we'll find, because our previews are normally very brief, so I'm sure we'll find some other things to talk about um, going into that. So, yeah, So uh, as always, Phil, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Good to speak to you, Mike. Thanks a lot.
0: All right, mate, and uh, have a good evening. Come palace. <laughs>